This episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Geek Girl Realty. Are you looking for that fortress of solitude or a cottage in the woods? Geek Girl Realty can help you out. Check them out at www.geekgirlrealty.com. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers, where we will not crawl. We will walk, we'll run, we'll throw some tomatoes at someone, we'll have some fun. Because we're going to talk about, well, kind of a sticky situation, I guess. The Netflix, Disney, whatever you want to call it, kerfluffle, drama. I guess it's not drama, no one's really outcrying. Kerfluffle, yeah, 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 that's... The, the death, the death of the Marvel Netflix, right? Yeah, death of the Marvel Netflix, I guess, is a much better way to put it because you know, we, we've seen over the last several months the Marvel TV series slowly get canceled and drop and fall away. Um, we've we've been singled out, and one by one, everybody has been taken out of the lineup. Yes. It's, it's like your favorite... Avengers are standing boldly in the middle of New York City, and one by one they vanish into nothingness. Well, I don't think we've seen that somewhere before. Maybe. <laughs> no, no, no. I've, unless you count something like the Watchmen or something like that. Um, but no, it, know, it hurts. Snap of the fingers by Thanos. Uh, maybe that's what's going on. Really. Oh, no, oh just... that's that's it. So, so what you're saying is that Thanos has actually snapped out the Marvel uh, Netflix universe. That was. The half of the Marvel population. Are you saying they're coming back then, Dan? Uh, I don't know. Are they? Um, I mean, for those of you uh, who don't know, there's actually uh, an article out on the, on the net uh, that was actually released regarding this that were kind of brought up the reason why we wanted to talk about this. Um, you know, THR... Uh, kind of revealed some of the things that was going on in the background because you know we saw each one of those dwindle one by one till eventually we were left with Jessica Jones and the Punisher. But even those have disappeared. Um, you know, there are a lot of reasons that this has kind of come into effect. One of them, Marvel's cutting ties because the ratings have dropped. You know, we normally see that when a TV series, their ratings start dropping and there is a point where the network decides to pull the plug you know netflix kind of has a unique different uh setup than most tv uh stations or networks that's a better way to say it uh have so according to their reporting what i found extremely interesting was the fact that netflix didn't actually have any kind of ownership stake in any of the shows Marvel was producing them and was kind of just handing them over. And instead, the deal that was made between Netflix and Marvel it had Netflix paying out steep licensing fees for each season of the shows. Now, what was the percentage, Dan? Like, what was the actual percentage of money that was going to Netflix versus what was going to Marvel? Well, I mean, so it from the article on that, it looks like like 97% was being paid out, you know, of the money bring being brought in because of these steep licensing fees for each of those shows. I mean, that's, that's just insane. So, so, so yeah. hold on. So I'm backing up just for a second. So you're saying, so Marvel paid for these movies? 
or for these for these shows, right? So Marvel did all the producing. They filmed them. They did everything. Right. And then Netflix was paying steep licensing fees to then show them on their network. So really, they weren't making money. Yeah, that's just a. I mean, that's crappy. I, that's. Well, but Marvel is the one who's creating these shows, and so they are just. They were just then charging Netflix an arm and a leg. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And, you know, and I'm sure that Disney kept raising those licensing fees over time, um, you know, because, oh, hey, look, this is going great. Let's let's raise those fees. I mean, eventually it gets to a point where, you know, especially with dropping ratings, you know, there is an apex or a point where it's like, OK, when and you know, again, Netflix was probably paying, making money in the beginning, even with the, these fees. Right. But there gets a point where they start losing money. And is it worth it to continue? I mean, they had several shows, some better than others. Some you had to scratch your head up. Uh, I will admit that. Um, so well, it's, they well, kind of broke ties. It's, it's also hard because I can understand why they were losing a viewership. I mean, even their huge event because I loved the first season of of Daredevil like I it was it was intriguing the story was beautiful the the writing was great the acting like it it was it was in it was enthralling and then when it ended you were just left wanting more needing more yeah but I don't you know, I, I never really got that again I felt it with like Jessica Jones I felt like Jessica Jones did a really good job the problem with Jessica Jones, in my opinion, is it was a slow build. It really yeah. took a long time for us to finally get to the point where it was like, man, I got to watch. I got to watch another show. I got to watch another show. Kilgrade. He's finally there. He's awesome. Um, you know, and with Daredevil, they just hit you immediately. It was a punch in the face. Here's the bad guy. Here's the good guy. And away we go. Season two, I felt. Like, well, a lot like I would say, like Spider-Man Three, yeah, cramming way too much in uh, as far as the storyline, and it got very confusing and muddied. And by the time season two ended, I just didn't want to watch anymore. And I'm sure people are going to be like, "How dare you say that?" But that's kind of how I felt. No, 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 um, me too. <laughs> and that's the thing I like. I like the character of Luke Cage. I like the characters of Jessica Jones, um, and, and of course, I love the character of Daredevil. But I mean, admittingly, before the series, the series is before all these series came out. I I knew Daredevil, but I did not really know Jessica Jones. I yeah, did not- J- Jessica Jones is is not very popular. Um, you know, the TV series or not? Excuse me, the comic book series was AKA Jessica Jones. So that's why that whole first season was AKA. And then the title mm-hmm. and nodding to that. Um, and if I, and it, it wasn't very, a very widely known one. You know, Luke Cage has its followers, but again, it's not a very widely known one. That's the nice thing about the Marvel universe is they have such a huge, catalog of characters they were still running around that they have their niche markets and they have their their fans but they're just not like huge you know like cloak and dagger that's another one people that love that series 
really love it, but it's not one that everyone knows. And, no. You know, um, and the only reason I became aware of them is because they showed up uh, in the 90s in a Spider-Man crossover called Maximum Carnage, and Cloak and Dagger showed up in that. And then I'm like, who are these guys? You know, and that's when I started looking into them and finding out. You know, uh, Captain America showed up in that, several other uh, heroes, like Deathlock. I had no clue who Deathlock was until that point. And then he, so, and then he showed up in a Spider-Man comic book. And I was like, hey, this guy's pretty cool. And it was cool to see him show up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but was it the same Deathlock? No, it was a completely different Deathlock. But, you know, and, and I know... They're, they're swinging it that, you know, the TV series and that are are separate universes. But it just was really interesting that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coincided with all their movies. But none of these TV series, other than a brief mention, connected to anything else. Like, all the movies are intertwined, you know, and there are brief mentions of things going on in the movies. But it, it would have been nice to see, like, Coulson show up or May show up or... Someone. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, it would have been nice. It really would have been nice. But that's the problem is that each universe is like its own universe. Like the Netflix universe is completely separate from the movies. I mean, they they make mentions, but. It, it, well, yeah. I mean, there were several mentions to Daredevil uh, in Jessica Jones. Like, oh, not another one. Because um, I believe uh, Rosario Dawson showed up uh, in the Jessica Jones series in season two. And it's just like, we got the crossover with the defenders, but why are you kind of keeping them separate in some ways? I don't know. It was just weird. <laughs> well, um, and not only that, but now that you brought up the, uh, the agents of shield and, and, uh, I know this is a con- part, a point of contention for Dan and I, uh, because he hates agents of shield. I still love it. Um, but this is another point of contention is that, uh, they don't recognize, the TV show as still being connected to the Marvel movies anymore, do they? Because, um, like it was this nice little offshoot, but even the even the director, um, yeah, Josh, Whedon. Josh Whedon, yeah, Josh, he he actually said, you know, that to him Coulson is dead. Like he made that choice, he killed off Coulson, and so in his mind Coulson is is still dead. He never came back for the TV show, and so you have these levels of of believability. Like, what is this? Like, a Parallel Earths? Is this like Earth 17, like, in the Marvel Universe? Is that what, what we have to consider these shows? I don't know. And it, it, it is a hard pill to swallow because even the TV series says, hey, we brought you back from the dead. You did die on that helicarrier. So it's like, it, it, it's, it's tough. Um, oh, especially with the... Uh, with uh, with the new movie with Captain Marvel coming out, it wouldn't surprise me if they completely rewrote some of like. It would not surprise me if they threw uh, Agents of Shield into the shredder, like. Well, as far see, Captain as continuity. Marvel. Captain Marvel set in the '80s, so it's it's a movie that's before even Iron Man. Right, but it's dealing. It, it's going to deal with the Kree as well, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, um, I don't know if it's the Kree. I believe it's going to be the Scrolls. So the scrolls can't, and I think that's why you have that old lady that attacks her. Right. Scrolls can actually change their appearance. Um, so there might be some Kree involved, but I, I'm pretty sure they're going to focus on the scrolls. Um, oh, I'm sure the scrolls are going to be Coulson, the main villain, but I'm just saying, like, it just seems like the perfect. It 
it's the perfect environment for the Cree to come in, and I just don't see them holding to the continuity as established um, about the Cree in Agents of Shield. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know Coulson's going to be in it. We're going to see a younger Samuel L. Jackson. So it, it, that's that's what's kind of disconcerting to me. I mean, as a DC fan, I love what they do with the DC series they are interconnected you can tell that they are interconnected even though they are still running separate storylines right you know there are mentions to the other characters there are mentions to the other cities there are you know when barry goes back and creates the flashpoint it affects everything now the only thing that was set that is separate is supergirl and that's because it started on cbs first and they brought it over Right, but all of these live on CW. They all live on the same TV station. When they all lived on, when all the Marvel shows, all the Netflix Marvel universe, they obviously interacted with each other on regular basis. There was crossovers, there was a lot of fun, but was it just that these were characters that people just didn't really know or love? I think that's part of it. I do, I do believe that is part of it because you're trying to push characters out that people really don't know. I, and again... This is just an assumption. This is not, oh, yeah, this is the gospel truth. I believe it's just, who, who, who is Jessica Jones? Yeah, ever, I, I believe people know, people know Daredevil. Not a lot, but they do know who they are. Just because, you know, we had the Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck. It came out. Um, we've had several Punisher movies. Uh, that have come out. Several. Punisher yeah. is one of those characters that everyone knows. I mean, we've seen him in... And even Daredevil, we've seen him in car- in the Spider-Man cartoons. We've seen him show up in the X-Men uh, cartoons. We've seen those characters. but Well, no, and they're beautiful characters to show up for an episode or two. Yeah. Alongside of our traditional, traditionally recognized big heroes. Like, yes, that makes sense. But to hold their own show. No. Um, I, I just don't think they hold their own. That's, you know, it's like DC saying, okay, we're going to have a Hawkman and Hawkwoman TV series. And that's how it's going to be. No, they decided, okay, we're going to bring Hawkman and Hawkgirl in, but we're going to add them to the hero, the legends of tomorrow, you know, and we're going to take heroes that they, we, that you, that our audience has seen from, you know, the arrow and from flash. We're going to cram them together because, People know those guys now, and we're going to give these guys some light. I mean, and it worked. You know, it's still not the greatest TV show in the world, but no, people but are worked. watching it because they know who the White Canary is because she came from Green Arrow. They know who Heat Wave and Captain Cold are. They, they came from The Flash. They know who the Atom is because he came from Green Arrow. Right. And then they right. and other characters that we didn't know, like Vixen and hot man, hot girl, and that. Because we could accept them at that point, because we already knew the others. But if they were to do a straight Hawkman, hot girl TV show, it wouldn't work. I know it flop. But I think we kind of have that same issue where, yes, we have the, the fans of those characters that are tuning in, but then you're also trying to pull in all these other people, hoping that they like it. And when it's not their cup of tea, they're going to jump ship. Okay. Well, with that uh, thought in mind, what do you think is going to happen with the other Marvel shows that are still that are still alive? The um, the Runaways that's still on, that's in second season right now, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'm Cloak and Dagger. I haven't heard that that's canceled yet. I'm gonna assume they're gonna disappear. You know, reading through the article, it sounds like Disney has made a uh, a deal with Hulu, and they also have their Disney Plus. So we may see those shows reappear, but on Hulu and then do Disney Plus subscription service. Um, so I would not be surprised if those other shows start disappearing. You know, um, obviously it's going to be a lot cheaper for them to keep the show on their own uh, subscription service. Uh, you know, they're, but my question is, is it going to be enough to draw in money? Uh, so Disney launching their own subscription service. I know Disney is huge. Disney has a massive following. But can they run a subscription service at a reasonable price that everyone's going to want to flock to? I mean, that's the biggest question because that's, you know, with Netflix and even Amazon Prime, they have such a broad casting of a net that they're able to sweep in people and then, oh, hey, what's this show? I'm going to watch this and so on and so forth. But Disney is going to be, yeah, is going to be very specific. Marvel, Star Wars, Disney. I don't know. You're not going to randomly find other stuff that you may like. And then what does that also say for the the other streaming services? Like right now, CBS All Access, that's uh, $6 a month, right? You know, and they're, they're trying to do something very similar with right. having very, you know, the only place you can get this material is on our thing. And, you know, like Star Trek Discovery. I know several people that have just decided not to watch it. They don't want to watch it because they don't want to pay for another subscription service on top of the subscription services they do like. Right. Uh, right. Even and, though they're Star Trek fans, they're just like, I'll find it some other way. And I hate to say yeah. it, but yeah, I, I understand why people are like that, why people feel that way. Um, and personally, I'd rather be able to rent the entire season for one low cost instead of having a subscription because I feel like it's just this kind of uh, dirty little trick like – Okay, yeah, just keep watching. Oh, by the way, we have all these other shows that you have access to. And just don't worry, don't do anything, and we'll just keep billing you. It's five, it's six dollars, it's a burger. You're not going to notice it. And then you forget about it, and then you don't use it for six months, and you're like, well, there we go. Well, you know, it's like myself, uh, you can buy it on iTunes. I mean, if you really want to watch it, just pay per show or for the whole season on iTunes. Um, It's one flat fee. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if I remember right, the first season was 30 bucks. What's 30 divided by 12? You're asking me a math question? I mean, it is a little bit more than $6 a month. But, you know, there are times where those TV series jump up and they're discounted. You wait long enough, you probably get it for 15 maybe 10 bucks even. That's even less at that point. Well, there's and also yeah. mid-season breaks. Yeah. So... It's just interesting. It's definitely an interesting time we live in because, you know, growing up, it was like, oh, if you didn't sit down and watch a show or record it with your VCR, you'd miss the show. And you'd have to wait till it was in syndication and and run again. I mean, I was sitting down the other day watching the old Transformer cartoons, and I'm like, I have never seen this episode. This is an episode I have never seen in my entire life. I have all four seasons on DVD – I remember watching him religiously as a kid, but here it is, you know, 2019. 
well, I mean, how many years later? <laughs> <laughs> Don't calculate. It's depressing. Trust me. 30 years later, over 30 years later, and here's a show I have never seen. And I am super excited for a show that I'm seeing for the first time. Well, that's that's really cool. Now, if that was stuck on a subscription service that I had to pay for, I'd probably never see it again. Um, you know, Hasbro, you can jump online. Uh, if you have a Roku device, there's an app you can go to, and you can watch all those shows over. Um, they have them on there for free, and GI Joe and Conan and all sorts of fun. Oh but yeah. When you get to, but when you get to Disney, are you going to want to pay a subscription fee for a movie? At this point, most of us have or can get or borrow. You know, I fear that, you know, things like Star Wars Rebels. I mean, it was on there at Disney XD. That's the only place you could see it. Well, that's going to move to their subscription, subscription, obviously. Anything Star Wars is probably going to disappear from Netflix, even though it's on there now. That's going to go over there. You know, uh, in. Indiana Jones, they own that. That's going to go. Right. Anything Marvel, that's going to go. So part of me feels like they're shooting themselves in the foot. And part of me feels like you know, that's just that's the new fad. That's the new thing. Everyone's got to have their own app. Everyone's got to have their thing to bring in more money. It, well, of course, because it's, it's a guaranteed return. It's, it's a continuous yeah. return. Um, you know, and the question is, what is that fee going to be? Is it going to be twenty dollars a month? Because Disney feels like their stuff is premium. That's why, I mean, that's the one thing I hate about Marvel movies compared to any other movies. They don't drop down in price. Disney holds the, that price. You know, I can go. I mean, I already own it, but if I were to walk out and go buy Justice League, it's probably under ten bucks now, if not around ten bucks. I go to buy Iron Man that's been out. For what now? Uh, over 10 years, Easy if not way. more? Yeah. And it's still 20 bucks. It's still that high price point. And that doesn't come with a digital copy or anything like that. It's just, it's kind of ridiculous. It's, I just don't understand it. You go out and buy the, the re-released Little Mermaid, the Platinum Edition. It's still, it's like 25 bucks to buy Yep. What the heck? That's the, how much it cost when it was on VHS. It's how old now? Uh, and they do that by sweeping it back into the vault. You can't buy it. They restrict how many copies are out there. When is that going to start happening with our superhero movies and Star Wars and things like that? Do you think that they will really do that? Will they actually sweep Star Wars into the vault? I don't know. I have to question. I really do. I have to question. Episode 9 doesn't go very well, you know, just because of the, the issues they've had. Are they going to sweep everything into the vault, hold on to it for dear life for a few years, and then throw it all back out and say, hey, we're re-releasing or we're doing this and we're charging forward with a new series? I don't know. I have to wonder. Well, um, just because of their previous practices, or maybe they are going away from those practices – and all those movies will be available now on the streaming service. But that's the only place you can get them because, you know, the hard copies are in the vault again. So basically what it sounds like you're saying is that everything is going to a premium service. Everything is. Like uh, 
the the TV shows, Disney, the Disney Premium Service, um, and other shows that we might have liked, um, maybe that are just okay, like like the Marvel series, they're going to fall by the wayside because they just can't afford the rent. Is that what you're saying? Possibly. I, like I said, they did make a deal with Hulu. I can only assume it's very similar. Hulu wanting to beat out Netflix is eager. And I feel like, you know, if they do bring these on, they're paying those fees. They're not – Netflix a much bigger beast in my opinion than Hulu. Uh, Hulu has always kind of been nipping at the the code of Netflix. I don't think they're going to be able to sustain these licensing fees to carry those shows. No, I don't think so either. So I just feel like they're either going to disappear or they're going to go onto that Disney subscription service and we're just all going to have to either deal with it or wait until Disney changes their mind. I don't know. Uh, you know, and they're at a point where they can control that market. I mean, this is a huge chunk of their childhood. I mean, they've got Marvel, they've got Star Wars, they've got the Disney stuff. Huge chunk. Um the only thing they don't really own, uh, you know, Hasbro, DC Comics, a few other collective things that are still luckily out of their, their grasp. But still, for the time there's, being. A, there's enough that they own that it's like, if you really want to see those things again, you got you to gotta bend and lean. And they're counting on that. I, I'm pretty sure that's what they're counting on is we're just going to say, OK, we're going to go. Um and again, great business strategy. Don't get me wrong. Fantastic business strategy. Funneling everyone to them for this content. Charging a fee. Guaranteed money into their pocket, whether we watch or not. A guaranteed monthly amount. Great business practice. Yeah, it's a great business practice. I believe it's called a hostage situation. I mean, it kind of is a hostage situation. I mean, you're right. That's, no, that's like me saying, okay. You're not allowed to watch Transformers anymore unless you pay me nine ninety five a month. Or you can't watch your favorite superheroes in high def unless you pay me nine ninety five a month. Well at least for those options, we still have we still have the option to get the DVD. We still have the option to be able to go through and buy the disc. Um, when it first comes out, you're paying full price. Yeah. But we still have that option. Okay. At least they can't reach through our TVs and say, hey, we know you bought this, but if you want to rent it or watch it again, it's going to cost you five cents each time. Like, at least they don't have that ability. And who knows? Maybe eventually they will. That's a really big question. I mean, look at music as example. It used to be the biggest thing in the world to have a cassette or the DVD. You go to any – music stores hardly exist. You go to stores that used to sell CDs, there's – very minimal selection it's all online and at this point you can pay per song or pay for the whole album but it's all digital and if you can't download it and it's on a device that's all you have um you know i have a lot of people ask me why i buy dvds and blu-rays and that it's like so i have a hard copy you know what happens if my device or let's let's say the worst happens internet goes out horrible attack yeah, you know, we still have power. I can still watch a show because I have the hard copy. But if and life will continue on. Yeah, I mean, if I no longer have access to their server, I mean, there have been several games that I bought digitally that they no longer host on their server, and 
because I didn't download it to my machine, I'm out the money and I can never play that game again. Oh yeah, Xbox, uh, same thing. Um, there was a couple that I purchased on Xbox Live and then they lost the licensing and so they took the game and it I can't play it anymore on my Xbox. Like, it's just gone. They still took your money and they're not willing to give it back. Of so course. I, I have my concern. I'm looking at you, Turtles, in time. I mean, I will buy a movie that gives me a hard copy and a digital copy. I appreciate that, but I still have the hard copy just in case. Because you never know when there's a licensing dispute or something like that. Uh, it's like I had all these movies on Flickster. Well, Flickster is gone now. I uh, Luckily, those movies moved over to movies on demand. But what happens it, you know, and Voodoo is, sounds like it might be going out. And I have movies on there that won't show up on movies on demand or on my Apple TV. So it's like, okay, what's going to happen to those movies? Because I bought those. Um, so that I, I have a lot of concern with this, a d- digital subscription service. I, I am concerned of, well, if I have it there, are they going to start taking it away from other places? Are we going to start seeing them disappear from iTunes or Amazon Prime where we can buy those? So I don't know. It is an interesting time, and we'll have to see where things go. And I could be totally wrong. This Disney subscription service may be amazing and be beyond my wildest dreams, and I may love it. But right now, there's a lot of doubt because there's not a lot of information about it. It they, they seems like they keep they're keeping it quiet too much. Right. You know, and when it comes to a movie when there's no news about it, people start getting concerned, like, okay, what's wrong with this movie? So I, I kind of feel like that. Okay, what's wrong with the subscription service? No, uh, it, it it's just the way that things are going though. Unfortunately, yes. I don't see any change anytime soon. And the worst part is, once they actually have this full conglomerate, this monopoly they can raise the prices to whatever they want. True. And that's the other concern. Because this is their property, they're, they're not going to be charging what Netflix charges. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to be paying a $30 a month subscription, if not higher. It's like, hey, you're getting content that's in the vault. There is no way to get these movies other than us. Um, you want to see Star Wars? You don't own it? Tough. You got to come to us. Uh, I could see them charging a much higher amount because no, and they can. Not like we can just go to somewhere else. I mean, Hulu right now, yes, but if that goes under, there's no other place, and they can charge whatever they want. Oh yeah, uh, my favorite was uh, was Split when the new Unbreakable movie came out. Glass. I was really excited because I had I loved Unbreakable. I had not seen Split, but I was going to go see. Uh, Glass. I was going to go see how the trilogy played out, but I wanted to see Split first, and you could not rent it for under $10 online. Yeah. $10 to rent, not to buy, to rent. I'm looking it up now, and now they've lowered it back down to three ninety nine to rent, but when... <laughs> what was it, like a year ago? It was $1.99? Yeah. $2.99, and it, probably because it's still in theaters, that it's slowly ticking back down, but they're like, hey, there's going to be a high demand for this, so we can raise the rate. We can raise the price. It's ridiculous. Oh, it, it, you know, and again, it's opportunity, it's business. So like, hey, we it's can supply raise and more demand. money. Yeah. Uh, which, is, which is stupid. I really hate it. And you know, 
know, that's why I'm, I when I go to the store and I see those Marvel movies still at a $20 price point, I mean, I can understand that for Ant-Man and Wasp. It just barely came out. Even, you know, Avengers Infinity War. But, you know, Iron Man 1 and 2, still $20. Thor, and let's Thor be, 2. let's be honest. Iron Man 2 wasn't a $20 movie when it was first released. No, neither was Thor 2. But... They still have them at those price points because they control it and they get to dictate what those are at. And if they're dictating that that movie stays at 20 bucks, I can only imagine what they're going to dictate that uh, service to be. Especially with all of their content that is exclusive um, that that they'll put out. Exactly. Well, Dan, we are running out of time. All right. We've we've gabbed. We've uh, (laughs) we've talked way too much. So basically – as it stands, the fall of the Marvel shows on Netflix is one, due to ratings, two, due to horrible licensing fees that Netflix agreed to, and Netflix deciding, hey, we can't continue to carry these and make money, which is a good business decision. And, well, Disney just being kind of hard nosed and not bringing down those fees because they were doing successful. I mean, that would have been the smart decision, let's bring down those fees. Let's even this out so it's a win-win situation for both of us. But uh, ultimately, it sounds like Disney wants everything over to their own subscription so they can control it. Which I, again, really, I can't fault them. Which really makes me wonder about the future potential of Runaways. Um, we know Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. only it, it's in its final season. Uh, it has its, what, last 13 episodes and then they're done. Um, and I, I just, I don't see... I don't see them continuing on a cloak and dagger, cloak and dagger, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just don't see, I don't see anyone standing after a while from here. This is a battle yeah. that I don't think any of us are going to win or any of them are going to win. And honestly, I'm not surprised agents of shield is going away. You know, once Colson was gone, they're, they're, what's the point of the show? Really? I think um, he went away because the, the ratings were going down. Yeah. I, I'm sure that was part of it. And him maybe wanting to act and do other things. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, so give us your opinion. Give us your thoughts. Let us know what you think. If this is the type of show that you like where we just ramble on about a subject, because we do know you like our author interviews and the game design interviews and and movie reviews, stuff like that, let us know because we want to know if you like these type of shows. So uh, give us a shout-out at info at com. Comment on our Facebook page. Uh, because... We do like these type of shows, but numbers don't lie. Because obviously Netflix proves that point. And so we want to deliver what we want. We'll catch you next time. We're out of here. Like Daredevil. Dungeon Crawlers.